Hello and welcome back to the PAL with Tani G. I'm your host, Tani G. Questions, comments, suggestions are always welcome at MaximumTEE at Yahoo.com. We are in Chapter 6, Paragraph 4, winding down our little journey in our first season, God willing, of the PAL. Reminder, Pirke Elvis Treasury, please buy it for next season, Season 2, as that will be our guide, God willing, for Season 2. But let's continue in Chapter 6, Paragraph 4, Perig Vav Mishnah Dalid. Kahi Darka Shal Torah, thus is the way of Torah. The Mishnah notes explains asceticism is not being advocated here. One who is wealthy is not expected to cast away his wealth in the pursuit of Torah. Rather, this is a general call. Hold on one second, sorry. Rather, this is a general call for moderation and an address to the poor person. Even if you are poverty-stricken, do not neglect Torah study to pursue tangible wealth. The serenity of Torah can be experienced even in privation, and one must always be prepared to sacrifice his personal comfort on behalf of Torah. So this is the way of Torah. Pas b'melech tochel, only bread with salt, eat. Umayim b'meshura tishteh. And water in small measure drink. Ve'al ha'aretz tishan upon the ground sleep. Ve'chayet tsa'ar techia a life of deprivation live. Uvat Torah amel and in the Torah you must toil. You should toil. Imatosakain if you do this ashracha v'tovlach you are praiseworthy and it is well with you. Ashracha ba'olam hazeh you are praiseworthy in this world v'tovlach. And it is well with you in the world to come. When I read this Mishnah with you, when I think about this Mishnah, this Mishnah sounds to me and reminds me of the idea of sacrifice, of making sacrifices to take care of things and to make time for things. Sometimes everything has to be put in perspective and something has to give. You have to budget your time. So if you're if you're a few minutes late to here or if you're a few minutes late to there, if you can't make it out the door in the morning, to that shear that everybody else gets to, or you don't make it out in time like everybody else does, we have to realize that we're trying to juggle as best we can, do what's best you can if you help out the wife in the morning, or you help out your friends in the morning, or you're running out in the morning, or you're running around. You do whatever you can as the best you can. Everything takes sacrifice, everything takes time, and everything takes time management. And juggling is not always an easy act. You have to try to be the best spouse you could be, the best parent you could be, and the best Everything you could be, the best worker you could be, and everything takes time and everything is hard to juggle. But the number one priority, of course, you have to take care of your wife and your children. You have to take care of davening and learning, and then everything else falls into place. Hopefully, if you have time, everything can fall into place and you have to juggle things as best you can. Also, at work, try to do whatever you can to juggle as best you can. If you have a few minutes, try to get on a little tour. I'm reminded of the story. I think um, my wife told me about her ancestors, maybe. Or maybe other people explained that there were people when they had shops, if they had a minute and the customer was not there, they would put down their work stuff, they would go back to the Mishnah, they would go back to the tractate, they would go back to the Bible and they would study the Bible or the Mishnah or the tractate if they could. If there's no customer, then go learn a little bit. And if you need the ability to be able to learn a little bit, then learn a little bit. If you're given a 30-minute lunch break, then use that lunch break. Make sure you check in with the spouse and the family. Make sure they're okay. Make sure you check in with your work responsibilities. And if you have an extra minute and you're allowed to, make sure you check in and do a little Torah learning also. We talk all the time about how you should use your commute time for Torah purposes. 
this way and that way. On the way there, you can listen to a sheer maybe a little bit, listen to the Dafyomi on the podcast. That's what I do. Kind of making the rabbi do all the work, but it's really better for me because I love audio. As you know from the shows, we love to do the audio. We love to listen to audio, and it's easier for me to listen than follow along, especially on the train. On the way back, I try to read sometimes a little bit of the Parsha, to read through the Parsha, even if in English, even if you're reading out the Hebrew or reading out one of the commentators, but use your time as best you can because you have to do what you can. We're only given a certain amount of time, so sometimes something's got to give. If it's a little more expensive to shop near home, but it brings you back home sooner, if it's a little easier to shop right by home, even if it's a few cents more, even if it's a few dollars more, after 120 years, those dollars on those cents are not going to be the ones that add up, that God's going to hold you accountable, but the time spent with your family the time spent doing mitzvahs, the time spent doing good deeds, that's what really matters. So if you go out to eat a lot with your wife or your spouse, and that's a priority, that's a good priority because you're making time for what's important. And that money, money comes and goes. Money is very fluid. That's not what's important. But the time spent, the memories made with your wife and your kids, that's what's really important. That's why I find it very important, Bli Neder, to take my wife and kids away, just us, every year for a week or so through Shabbos. Bli Neder, Bli Neder, we really like to try to go away, even though it costs a little bit, because I feel it's very important to make those memories, to spend those time, that time. And you sacrifice what you can for your wife and kids. You work as hard as you can, but do what you can that's also convenient, that also saves time. If it's going to save you $10, but you lose two hours just to save $10, I would never say it's worth it. I would never say never, but I wouldn't say it's worth it. I would say shop closer, do things closer, just so you can get closer back to your spouse. I like to be with my spouse as much as possible every day. Don't even like to send her off even for the night. We have a joke about that when she's working that uh, one time she went and uh, the, the administrator was worried that there was something wrong, but we just explained that, no, every day is an opportunity to be with each other, to spend time with each other. It's important every single day, every night to go to sleep in the same place and to spend as much time you can in order to sacrifice, to be with your family, to be with your spouse and your children is important every single day, every single day of the entire week, including weekends, including every week, every day, every season, doesn't matter when. So if you could save the time, even though it might cost a little money, it could be very well worth it to save time to get back to that spouse, get back to the kids as fast as possible. Sometimes I'll take a car from the train, even though it's a little more money, so I can get home a little faster because, you know, the kids are running around, help out a little more, do as much as you can in the house. That's as best a husband as you could be, do as much as you can possibly do and toil as much as you can. And just like it says here, it's praiseworthy in this world, it's praiseworthy in the next world also. As much as you could do, as much learning you could do, as much effort you could do, and as much contribution as you could do to make you the best husband possible, that'll be the best. And the wife will really appreciate it because the wife doesn't have to be the one slaving around doing all the things you could chip in. You could do as much as you can. Let her relax. Let her be the queen of the house and let the kids learn that really the dad could be the best person in the world as much as possible and the mom can be the best person in the world and hopefully they can see the best relationship possible in the world with these interactions for the spouse doing as much as he can for the wife. So toil in the lifetime, toil in the Torah, toil all around. And that's not just the way of learning Torah, it's the Torah lifestyle, making sure you take care of your spouse, you take care of your kids, making sure you take care of the world to be a better place. You do what you can as much as you can, as often as you can, in the best ways you can, and the best good aspects that you can, and try to bring it to work also. You work hard, you toil hard, even if it costs more, but bring activities for your kids like I try to do Blee Nether in summer school to make a good impression as a Jew 
one of the only religious Jews in the school and the only religious Jewish male in the school, you have the opportunity, the unique ability to make a Kiddush Hashem. So if you bring activities every day for the students, hopefully that's making a difference and helping them out, even though it's only six weeks. So if you go above and beyond at work to be the best worker, to be the best boss, to be the best coworker, making a Kiddush Hashem, that's also sacrificing for the way of Torah. It might not be easy. It might not be conducive to your time and your money, but if you can, do what you can. You have leftovers from Shabbos, you're going to throw it out, bring it to work, make a Kiddush Hashem. They could say, wow, these are nice Jewish people. If you have extra things lying around, you have extra toys your kids aren't going to use, bring it to work. Let them bring it for their kids. Let them use it for their kids, but do what you can to be the best shining example as you can. You sacrifice what you can, when you can. It might cost a little more in the long run, but in the really long run, that'll be the way to go. It might cost a little more. Sometimes I think, oh my gosh, it costs so much money to bring stuff for my students. But then I think of how awesome it is that the students actually have hands-on activities, hands-on skills they can learn for life. It might cost me now, but in the long run, it'll be really good. And if we get a few minutes along the way, so be it, and so better for us. And you could translate not just for me as an OT with my students, but whatever job you have, you have the ability to sacrifice a little bit now, but in the long run, you could be a shining example of what a Jewish person stands for, what the Jewish nation stands for. And if you live a Torah lifestyle, not just how you work, but not just how you treat others around you, not just how you treat your wife and your kids, if you treat the people around your world, you're sacrificing for the Torah, it'll come out in the long run, you'll be praiseworthy now, and God will make sure you're paid back now and in the next world. Join us next time as we talk about not seeking honor for yourself in paragraph 5 in, par- in chapter 6 here on the PAL with Tani G. And I'm your host, Tani G.